Hello, producer Matt. Hi, how are you? I'm good. You were telling me something pretty exciting, and I thought it would be an interesting uh, thing to tell the listeners who are listening right now. Yes. Um, well, the news is if you actually don't want to hear from me again mm. in this context with ads, all you have to do is join the Patreon and you can get an ad-free office hours experience. So right now, there's rubes listening who are not paying, but they're listening to ads after ads. Yeah, such as this. They're I don't listen to the ads. Time. I don't pay attention to that aspect of the show. Yeah, but you're well, telling me there are ads in in this podcast. Oh, the whoever's hearing this right now, their experience of office hours is littered with ads. Yuck. So, but you want to listen to it ad free? Where do you do? What do you do? You just go to patreon.com slash office hours live. What's that going to cost me? Hundreds of dollars? Oh, not even close. Not even for $55, you can get a whole year of office hours entertainment. $55. What that's, well, that's uh, how much you can, you can do it for $5 a month, correct? If you're a fool. Right. (laughs) You would pay. You'd pay $60 for a year at right. $5 a month. Dripping dripping the money in every week. Yeah, like a fool. Or you can just want, you know, cut your check. Sign up for the year because we're not going anywhere. No, we'll be right here. And if you pay, then you don't have to hear this kind of junk anymore. Ad free for patron subscribers. That's big. No. Let's lock the gates and start the show. I like having fun. I like to laugh. I like to meet people who can make me laugh. I like having fun. Yes, I like to laugh. I like having fun to meet people who laugh. Good. Crack. Oh, I didn't want to crack. Let's take two. Let's go back to one. Here we go. Two, two. To be with you today on this day, we are now living in Biden's America. We have to be very careful about what we say, ladies and gentlemen. We have to really stop and think about what we're going to say because we could get in big trouble now. We're in Biden's America. It is a new day dawning. It is yet to come. It's positive. And there's some negative because we have to be very careful about how we say things and what we say. We're constantly under surveillance now. The house is surrounded. I got hairy legs. They're listening, folks. The administration is listening. They are monitoring us closely. And if we don't follow the party line, there's going to be big trouble here at the show, guys. So just be very careful today. Do you hear me? This shit sucks. All right. So I'm going to be very, very um, deliberate. I'm going to make sure I get that word right. Deliberate. Is that fair? Deliberate. Uh... No. This is a donut. Careful, man. We're not doing donuts today. I, I gave you the list of words we don't get near. When in doubt, I have a bad part of jelly sandwich. Pure vanilla. I gave the guys a list of 250 words that we are to avoid. Uh, so we're going to be very careful. But we're still going to have a good time. That's what's... Be- <laughs> 
Uh, I want to welcome to the show Doug Lusenhop, DJ Doug Pound. Thank you, Tim. On my uh, right shoulder here, for a lot of you guys, it's screen left. <laughs> um, Doug. And Vic Berger. Vic. Thank you, Tim. And Thank Doug you, Tim. are both masked up today. Where this, is, this yeah. is not um, performative. Oh, this is like I'm scared out of my mind. I am, What's yeah, going Vic on? is scared. Like, I, I was, Vic. I was a uh, Vic. You know, Vic. I was, Vic. I was wearing a mask. You can confirm this, guys. Burger? Was wearing a mask up until the broadcast today, but That's since true. we and you're facing that way, and I'm facing this way. Okay. Doug had, you know, left the state. <clears throat> can we be honest about well, that? Doug, I don't want to Doug. call you out, but you left the state for a Vic. couple days. Vic. So we're being extra cautious. I don't want anybody saying that we're just doing it for looks or whatever. Doug, 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 Doug. Trying to, trying to some... set a good example too. We want to, you know, we want people it, to wear it, a mask. It is this feeling of to like push Biden's we just, agenda. We gotta, we just gotta get through this. At this point, it's very hard. It feels like. Could you imagine getting this at this stage? And yeah. it's like I've gone through this whole year. <laughs> Vaccines are they're, they're, they're just the the light at the end yeah. of the tunnel. We just gotta yeah. stare stand. Uh, stand tall. Get through it. <laughs> they just I, lowered I, the age for vaccines to 55. Where? So where, I'm that, almost in range. In, in, in L.A. or here? In California? I think so. That's what I heard. Yeah. That just applies to uh, Sammy Hagar. I was trying to get my parents to push for it because <laughs> they, they lowered it to 75 now. So that's, I mean, they're what not... What do you mean? They like, lowered yeah. it to 75? Yeah, like they're in phase Pennsylvania? two. Phase what was two it was, above then? It was like, you know, high risk. It was first responders. High risk? Where are you calling in from? High risk here. <laughs> Hot risk. <laughs> But, um, like, but like I heard uh, a sad story that my, my friend's wife is, is a nurse. <laughs> my friend's wife is a nurse in, De, in Delaware, <laughs> and she has been throwing the vaccine away um, because what? not enough people are coming to get it. Oh, they're come dumping on. it down the drain. That's what I'm hearing. Well, my mom out in Palm Springs was saying that there's it's very complicated. They're lying the the the. the Appointments go almost like for the testing. The appointments go online, and then they like immediately get filled up and sold out. Yeah. The report today from CNN says that uh, the Biden administration is saying that, <clears throat> as as we might have suspected, mm -hmm. uh, there was no plan, no at, plan all at all for the vaccine. So the, they're starting from scratch now. The quote is: "There's nothing for us to rework. <laughs> We're going to have to build everything from scratch." What you just said. Which was it's funny because they say you know we've been we've been hesitant to criticize them too much during this transition period for, for fear of some kind of, you know, like Trump going and literally flushing all the vaccines <laughs> down the toilet out of spite or something. Right. But, so now, you know, it, I, I have no reason to doubt that that's what the case is, but who knows? Um, sorry, we just started on a huge, boring tangent. I'm so sick of talking. Everybody I talk to is saying, what about the vaccine? What do you think about the vaccine? Do you think it's going to come? What about the testing? What about what about the numbers? I just I can't. On, my uh, friend on, of mine's man. father is down with it. Doesn't look like he's oh, going to make it. No. So, it's just no, been tough. But on. let me get through some plugs. <laughs> we have a great show today. We've got uh, Jake Longstreth, who uh, hosts a show with Ezra Koenig. Which I'll never say correctly the first time. I might not have said it correctly that time from Vampire Weekend. Time Crises is also a beautiful crises. Time Crises. He's also a beautiful painter. Yeah. A really impressive painter and uh, and a deadhead with his own Grateful Dead cover band. Got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> so we'll talk, I'm sure, about all that. And then we'll be joined by, assume, I assume Adam is a is a dead fan, too. I'm just guessing, based on the little I know of him, I might be wrong. I don't want to put him on the spot because I respect him too much. 
I don't respect Jake as much. <laughs> I mean, he, hasn't, he hasn't earned my respect, Doug. You understand? You got to come and earn my respect. But Adam from the War on Drugs is, you know, what a great, great artist. And Jake is a great you. artist, too, <laughs> who, I, who, I will, who I'm sure I will grow to respect. Uh, we are now happy to announce that the Mr. America special screening on January 31st is, is live. The uh, ticket link is live. That's mrAmerica.eventive.org. E-V-E-N-T-I-V-E. Eventive.org. Matt, maybe we could put that in the chat link or something. Yes, it is in the description as well. There you go. So that's going to be fun. We're going to do a Q&A. There's some different ways of... And I'll tell you this, you know, without getting into the details and the mucky muck of this, what a great way to financially support On Cinema in 2021. Now I'm getting excited. You hear me? You hear that? You make a good point. You know, it is a good point. Our Super Chats are turned on. Another great way to show your support for Office Hours, if you haven't joined the Patreon, of course you could do both. Patreon.com slash Office Hours Live. All right, that's enough of that. In the After Hours, oh, I've been watching so much Sopranos, I got the Polly Walnuts uh, devil sign going all the time now. Oh! She just fucking fiancé. Oh, look. Oh! (laughs) We got a big problem. See, I, I have he's just good at like rock and roll concerts, you know, pa- Polly. He's like this. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, no, Judas, twist it. You got to twist it. Judas like fucking half. priest now. <laughs> huh? Well, he's going like this. They're like, no, twist it. Give it a half twist. <laughs> I don't like doing that. Okay. I do it my way. You got a problem with that? Um, he knows I'm breaking his balls. I'm going to do an exclusive performance in the after hours show today. I've just worked it out. I tweeted about it last night, but it is Bruce Springsteen doing a of somber Nebraska-style-ish version of Little Deuce Coop from our friends the Beach Boys. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, and finally, if you're a Patreon, please, this is breaking news, write this down, get your pad and paper out. <laughs> Tomorrow night, we're back with another game night. Here in the OHL studios, the whole trinity is going to be here with Matt, and Eric Natornicola is going to join us as well, and we're going to play games with you, the Zoomers, the patrons only. So patreon.com slash... Office Hours Live. It's not Patreon only, is it? Yeah, it is. I think it is. Game night? Yep. No. No, we, that's what we said. We did? Yes. Okay. Thank you for standing. It's time to start creating a walled environment. We have right. to build the wall. <laughs> build the wall. No more build, bridges. No more fucking freebies yeah. jerking off. Uh, it's time we, we have our community. We know who you are. We love you very much. You pay a good price every month. I pay a very reasonable price. Anyways. All right. We'll build the paywall. Build that wall. COVID-19. Uh, well, city of the day. Build that wall. We'll get to this very quickly. Hold on, I gotta get ready. City of the day. Snuck up on me. (laughs) Am I muted? Uh Oh, what's going on? Nothing ever works. What happened? (laughs) Yeah, where was your audio, Wes? Yeah, we're running a little bit hot tonight. 
All right, just play it, Vic. <laughs> City of the Day is brought to you by... <laughs> you better solve that problem over there, because we got video to play later. Don't I know it? City of the Day is brought to you by Vincent Gallo's Poll. There it is. <laughs> high, high in the mix. Heavy in the mix. City of the Day is brought to you by Vincent Gallo's Poll, acclaimed model, actor, musician, painter, director, and former motorcycle motorcycle racer Vincent Gallo presents Vincent Gallo's Poll. It's the perfect all-purpose poll, suitable, suitable as a flag, stripper, ski, or vaulting pole. Take it anywhere and show off your pole in style. And guess what? It's got a lifetime warranty. So if it bends, breaks, or shatters during use, you'll get a brand new pole delivered within four to eight weeks. Each stainless steel pole is hand polished by Vincent himself and comes with a certificate of authenticity. So you know it's a genuine gallo. Go to gallowspole.com and <laughs> go to gallowspole.com. Use code BROWNBUNNY to receive 66% off. Okay, that's for all the Gen Xers out there. Who uh, grew up in, for me at least, it was uh, Buffalo the 66. City of- <laughs> Buffalo 66. Big, big movie for me in college. Doug, confirm? Oh, yeah. What's it at Christina Ricci? That's spanning that time. Spanning time. We're spanning time. Wait, I got the drop. What is it? Spanning time. <laughs> now, I lost track of him after that a movie. couple. We span time together. People say brown bunny. I you say I didn't that? see it. <laughs> I never saw it. I never saw the real blowjob, apparently. Well, that's I that saw it. From my parents. I saw it. You, you fast forward right to that of scene, course. didn't you? No, I don't Come get on. it. It's, it was a prosthetic penis, though. Ah. Mm. Are you large. sure? Pretty sure. Maybe not. I don't I'm know. sure the audience knows. Let's take a zoomer real quick. Remember that's what Ra- this show is all about. He had a beef with Roger Ebert. Yeah, he, I he did put like a hex that. on him. He put, put a, a hex. <laughs> I like a fighter. I like a guy that's going to push. You know me. I push back. I fight for my art. I believe in what I do, despite critics. I say, Are fuck you. you. You're not going to do it. You motherfucker. All right. Against better judgment, I'm going to pick someone with a name named Jeremy Tuna that? Fish. Jeremy Tuna Fish. Taking pictures from my parents. Jeremy, What's up, Jeremy? What do you, got? you look like a real, uh, a real nice guy, I guess. I'm going to say something else. What do you got for me? Well, I'm just having my tuna fish, and I had a question about legacy for you and the boys. Okay. Is this some kind of video the game president. or something? <laughs> no, no, no. We don't have the cheat well, codes. The president now departed. President, former president. You know, he's got a legacy. If you were to depart today, what would your legacy be? Oh. At home, drawing pictures <laughs> of mountaintops. <laughs> Very quick. I mean, listen, I think my. Uh, <laughs> That's all we're going to remember. <laughs> I think my contributions to art and uh, comedy, music, entertainment will be uh, will be discussed for generations. Thank you, Tim. I think there will be it'll it's slow going at the moment. I think it's going to take a while. You're going to have folks like you and younger people growing up with this stuff saying, "Oh, well, that must have been so beloved in its day, right? That must have been just (laughs) championed." 
And then the old folks say, no, it was very unpopular. People were very mad about it, you see. <laughs> and they, they won't be able to wrap their heads around it because it will then, in the future, be considered classic art. I'm not going to get no Kennedy Center. I'm not going to get no Mark Twain Prize. Maybe Post- when I'm 99 or something. Post-mortem. Right. You'll be a real uh, Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> All the greats are treated that way, so I'm not too worried about it. Huh? What about the boys? Oh, those guys will be forgotten like the sands, like the sands of uh, time. The old, like the uh, Grecian beach from the 1600s, the sand from that period. No one thinks about that sand. Right, it's true. Now, Vic, of course, well, Doug's going to get lumped. Unfortunately, Doug's going to get lumped into the Tim and Eric. When we talk about Tim and Eric, we talk about Doug's work. He's he's in that oeuvre. And Vic to some degree as well. But I think he's he's, uh, distinguished himself in some ways for some people because he's gone the hard politics route. People like Vic. I don't want to only be politics. He's hard politics. He's like Tim Russell. I've done a lot of stuff that isn't politics, but... You know, that's just because of the insanity that everyone, yeah. that's what I'm known for. But. Well, in Biden's America, Vic, you're going to be, you have out, no more material. There's no, no what you're going to do. <laughs> and I hate these people that are saying, you know, that Trump was bad for comedy and stuff. I mean, maybe it was, it, it, comedy is just mostly bad. Well, he, I mean, he just, and it always I mean, has been. Yeah, but he like broke the mold for <laughs> I mean, politicians too. You had to rework, you had to rework kind of what you did. You couldn't, like yeah. the same, you know, bit that Fallon was doing for years isn't going to, isn't going to cut the mustard no. with him. I you know what what uh, what was I watching? Come on, man! Oh, the Tiger Woods documentary. Okay, oh. Tiger Woods documentary on HBO. Two, one of these beautiful two-part deals takes up many hours, many hours of my life, and it was very good. <laughs> you beat me to it. I didn't know anything about that guy. He's very. It's a very uh, sad story. It's the old classic, like domineering father who takes. Forces his kid to do something every day, and like they've got a plan to turn him into a superstar, and it worked. Guy becomes the best golfer that ever played the game. And what got me, and this got me, is also when I watched that Wiener documentary. What? The Wiener documentary. Anthony Wiener. Oh, oh. I'm have to cut this out. <laughs> Dump it. What? I masturbate a lot. <laughs> No, what got me was when you reflect and look back on the late night jokes that happened during these stupid scandals. Thank you, Anthony These sex scandals, whatever it is. It really is sick. It's gross. And it's not funny. And, you know, they show a clip (laughs) of Jay Leno showing this. They built this whole thing. It's like a a Price is Right kind of set where they're like, how many... Uh, how many mistresses does Tiger Woods have this week? And they come out with like a number. And it's just like, it's all so great. You see it. When you see it in the context of this guy who is obviously fucked up, making all these terrible decisions. And I'm not, I'm not like, you know, defending his actions or anything, but all these fucking late night people that come out and have these cheap jokes about other people's lives. Lena and Lewinsky was like hardcore. Like, and she's just this young girl. And and you hear the audience guffawing. It's just like, fuck all you people. We would never hate him. We would never do such jokes. (laughs) Well, you know what? If I do call me on it. (laughs) And I try to keep it about, like I say, I try to keep it about the powerful, the people that, you know, I don't know. It just seems cheap to go after these people that are like, oh, no, he had an affair or whatever. 
I don't know. It just bugs me when I hear these bad, this bad, cheap, these cheap jokes. Anyways, uh, Jeremy, does that answer your question? (laughs) (laughs) He's been muted, but he he says yes. He's nodding yes. But what's Trump's legacy is going to be half a million Americans dead, right? And that's like, that's it. Quarter of a million. No, we're at, we just crossed four hundred. We just crossed four hundred thousand. Oh, okay. Yeah, forty five hundred died yesterday alone. And the um, incitement of a well, yeah. incitement of a riot to try to overthrow totally. the uh, United States right. government. Which, if you watch the we'll talk about the inauguration a little <clears throat> bit later or throughout the show. Curious to hear your thoughts. Like, sure, yeah, many perfect but, phone um, calls he'll be known for, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it does, when you watched that, which, you know, <laughs> we can have a whole separate discussion about, you know, the, the American empire as a, as a, you know, a force for good or bad uh, in the world. And it's, it's a bit, it's, you know, how the, the lie that, the, that when we talk about freedom, we talk about all these things, the platitudes of it sometimes don't always come true for other people and all that stuff. Come on. But on the day... It is l- so laughable that those goons la- two w- two weeks ago, with their you know fur hats and Confederate flags, like it's that they were going to somehow stop the momentum of the American Empire, you know that they were going to stop. When you see the pomp and circumstance and the military and the 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 patriotism and all that all that stuff of the I inauguration, the Capitol. It was like, well, th- it was never going to work. It was never, they were never going to stop that raging river of, uh, you know, the Bushes and the Clintons and the jo- Joint Chiefs of Staff and all that shit. You know what I mean? Right. Good For good or bad. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm saying like, I mean, I don't think they should have overthrown the government or tried to stop the process there. But it just is silly to look at two Wednesdays ago and then yesterday and see like, yeah. well, that was obviously always going to be the plan that they were going to see this through. So, and there was Bernie sitting there. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> he looked good. He looked cozy. And I loved, and, and then Zach up there on the Zoom, he's got, got the on cinema version. Of That's that. why I like Bernie. He's got the right attire. People were upset up. about that, saying that I if there's a double sure. standard, yeah. because if a woman was dressed like that, she would have gotten all... But there was women at that inauguration that were dressed all, all kinds of wacky ways. Yeah. Look at the uh, Lady Gaga looked a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> she was doing her thing. She's supposed to though, right? Yeah, that's her, yeah. yeah, she's a weirdo. And I saw a couple senators' wives who were wearing like what I thought were kind of like Burlington Coat Factory winter coats, you know, like mm-hmm. just just which I don't have any problem with. But you yeah. know, there's all kinds of there's, people wear whatever they want. Burlington, Vermont. Burlington, that's where it comes from, I believe. Or I think Burlington Coat Factory might come from Burlington, New York. I want people to look mm-hmm. into that. You know, let's look I know into it. Jake Longstreth. Is no he on? East Coaster, he is. Should we bring him in? Jake, let's get to the bottom of this. Lord, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jake! Hey, what's up? Uh, not too much. I'm uh, I'm here to earn your respect, Tim. You got to. I don't know what we're gonna, how you're gonna do it, but today's your day to try. This is the opportunity you have. What's your plan? <laughs> First of all, are you in a in a hammock or a 
rocking chair of some kind? Because I'm getting I'm seasick. I'm in a rocking chair. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know how that's going to work. If that's going to be part of your respect All right. plan. I'll, I'll uh, plant my feet on the ground. Yeah, or put some uh, <laughs> some wedges underneath there or anything. Shims. <laughs> Get some shims out. <laughs> Stabilize that rocking chair. A lot of headroom, too. I'm barely standing today, folks. I'm almost like that Elton John yeah. song. I'm still standing better than I ever was. I've got uh, shaky leg syndrome. Great stand -up. What's that? I do stand up. <laughs> Wait, is that you? No, Jake. Jake. Yeah, <laughs> he's just waiting to, for the conversation to start. I, I, I've never, I've never seen the show before. I've listened to it for years. Oh, thanks. And this is really cool to see. It's very pro. I, did, I had no idea it was so pro. It's becoming kind of a uh, a TV show. You know, I can't tell the difference between this and those goons on late night that I have such ire towards. <laughs> also, kind of getting a Joe Rogan vibe. Easy oh, now. No. Easy. Or how about this? Howard Stern. That's better. I'll take okay. that. Okay. I'm the only guy standing. That's my, we should, we need to do the I'm still standing song. We're going to cover that. Um, anyway, the hour long special is called An Evening with Tim Heidecker. There you go. Did you hear about that? Stern plugged my stand up special. I did. That was very cool. What a I funny guy. <laughs> what a funny guy. <laughs> what a funny guy. Calm down. I'm really surprised by that still because it seems yeah. like he, he, he's, I love him so much, but. He does often have bad taste in things, you know. He like, he likes reality shows, and he likes like that band uh, Creed or. Uh, oh, what's his yeah? What's his band that he loves so much? That band that's well, Jake. Blink One Eighty Two. No, well, he's heard it blind. Or no, it's the guy Train. He loves yeah. that band Train. <laughs> <laughs> so Jake, even what, the guys in, in Train don't love it that much. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> guys in train are like, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. a job. It's, it's a job. Right. Yeah. People seem to like it. Listen, can we let Jake get a word in edgewise? <laughs> really Tim, amped up. Tim, do you think that the, that stand-up special was the first time that you had crossed Howard Stern's desk? No, I, do, I know that for a fact it's not because we had done this. Eric and I had done this interview with the, like one of these kind of TMZ style or Access Hollywood style things. And we were in a bad mood and decided to just kind of like goof on the the woman doing the interview. And we're, we sort of baba buoyed it. We were like meant dropping baba buoys during the interview. And then he got a, such a kick out of it. He was played the whole interview and was like talking about us. Like, look at these fu these fucking guys don't give a shit. They're just their bellies are all hanging out. and <laughs> They don't care, you know. And but then J.D., who works there, he came in and was like, oh, you got to watch their show and all this stuff. So he's seen it, but I don't know if he connected those two things, you know. Right. Um, what What's going on with you? In general, are you where are you at um, right now? I'm at my house uh, in uh, Eagle Rock Highland Park area. Um, you know, it's been a quiet year. Uh, I've been painting a lot. Been doing Time Crisis every few weeks. Um, definitely missing. Uh, band practice and playing shows and yeah. um so what um you know what what have you been doing time crisis just remotely sort of just zoom in i saw you i did one with you guys where you so, just did so. like a uh, facetime i miss you yeah that's what we've been doing for like a year and apple doesn't care 
no put out anything they're sending us mics finally oh nice i just got an email like hey we're gonna send you mics um a year into the pandemic um and you're in a so you're in a um you're in a grateful dead cover band yes i am <laughs> how do you want to approach this um <laughs> Well, it's great to talk to a fellow deadhead. <laughs> um, do you, did you see that? You saw my post with the Hey Jude, right? I didn't. Well, you oh, did. I did. You I did. did. I did. I did. Sorry. With, um, with, with uh, Brent freestyling at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did some awkward covers. No, no doubt. Yeah. Do you do, do you get into when you, what is the focus of the uh, Grateful Dead cover band? Uh, like, what do you try to focus on? I mean, we focus on like the prime glory days of the band, which is for me, it's like late sixties into the mid seventies. Right. Um, a lot of Europe 72 stuff. Yeah. See, it's I can like, tolerate that stuff. In fact, <laughs> yeah, I have, we do like, I would say like 90% of our stuff is, is Jerry songs. We do a few Bobby numbers. Um, we do a few of the covers like Mama Tried and When I Paint My Masterpiece that, that Bob would do. Right. But, and then they did that whole, um, I, one album I like of theirs is that Reckoning album where they, it's like just all their acoustic covers of, of mostly covers of uh, country songs. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of originals on there too. Oh, there is? I think. Well, they I got think, The Race Is On by uh, yep. George Jones. Right? Yeah. Yep. And that's when Brent Midland had just joined the band. And I think, I think it's fair to say that was like when their live vocal sound was at its peak. Um, yeah. It's kind I've of heard disintegrated you, after that. Yeah. I mean, I've heard you talk about how like, you don't like the way their voices blend. And I, I understand, I understand that, <laughs> especially if you're like, you know, like turning on like Sirius XM and you just go to the Grateful Dead station, yeah. channel, ch channel 23. It's like, it's it's like it's a running joke I have with my wife. It's like we'll turn on the station, and odds are it's like Bob Weir straining to hit a note <laughs> yeah. just out of his range. Yeah, from like 1992 and like yeah. Carbondale, Illinois. And there's no um, there's no excuse because it's like at that point they have the right they have the monitors. The sound is dialed in. It's not like they can't <laughs> hear themselves. Yeah, I they mean, just don't care. So anyway, the, the reckoning the reckoning album is great, and I think the, I think that's. And I think Europe 72 is great. I think the Skull and Roses live record is great. I think that like the Hunter Garcia songbook like is up there with the with the greats. Um, I think there's I don't know what three dozen just absolutely amazing songs that Hunter and Garcia wrote. What would those be for you? Um, I mean, I would just start with a lot of the stuff off American Beauty. Yeah, that's the thing. Ripple, Candyman. They got that uh, one album that everyone goes, but what about, I'm like, yeah, but what okay, about well, the birds? Uh, what about the band? What about okay. Crosby, Stills, and Nash? It feels like what there's, there's... What about them? Those are great bands, too. I just think it's weird that so much uh, culture and, um, you know, uh, uh, tribalism kind of surrounded the dead versus some of these other bands that I think are just the quality. Yeah. Well, the dead lasted forever and they, and they basically invented the like stadium rock thing. But I mean, I, okay. If, if you want to keep going through the songs though, it's like Europe 72, you have 
He's Gone. Great song. You have uh, Ramble on Rose, Tennessee Jed. Um, Tennessee Jed, I could lo- lose. <laughs> okay, okay. Should uh, I let you go? <laughs> should, no. should I, yeah, I mean, you know, no, if kidding. you're not a fan, you're not a fan. I, I'm, just, I just, I'm just kidding. I my, Most of my de- dead hatred is, is just uh, devil's advoc- advocacy yeah. and annoying people. But I'll give I mean, you my tolerable dead list that I put together a few years ago. Morning okay. Dew, He's Gone, Great. Candyman, Broke Down Palace. I like Althea. That's uh-huh. a cool song. To Lay Me Down. That's a Jerry Garcia song, right? That's just a Jerry Garcia Beautiful, song. Beautiful, but the dead did it. And Sugary, which is also a grateful uh, Jerry Garcia mm-hmm. song. China, China Dolls, cool. Yep. Scarlet Begonias. Great. It's kind of weird. That one I was listening to is like, I could tell right away she she listened to the blues. I knew right away she was into the blues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Stella Blue, that's a great song. Uh-huh. Casey Jones, you got to give Casey Jones. To the, that's a fun song. It's a classic. Trucking. New, yeah, and, I and mean. the number one song, Touch of Grey. Touch of Grey is great, too. Touch is, yeah, I mean, sounds like you're a fan. I mean, and also. Maybe I'm a fan sounds, of the dead. Do we, have we figured that I mean, out? Yeah. You're a fan, Tim. That was your. You, theory doug that i was actually a fan yeah. of the dead you just listed like 15 great songs which is more than like can you name like 50 maybe you could name like 15 great bird songs i love the birds right. don't get me wrong yeah they just don't have like as deep a catalog and yeah. their, their canvas isn't as big i mean what you just listed sounded like a richard pictures set list all right i'm um, in there you go I'm I, in. i've seen richard pictures play and i could uh good time that that's a good time and, um, uh, do you have two Jake, dr- Jake does a great job at singing and guitar. Do you have two drummers? Um, <laughs> not now. We have in the past, and it was chaos. <laughs> it seems like it's chaos with the Grateful Dead. Yeah, I mean, and we're playing bars, so it's it's tough. With right. like, what was the reasoning behind them like having two drummers? Why did like one? Was there like step out now and then? In case one nods off, the yeah, other one picks it up. Yeah, why? What the hell is that about? Why do you need two drummers? Vibes. I mean, just to... <laughs> wasn't it true though that Jerry Garcia and Jerry Garcia um, wanted out of that group? Like, per, you know, like once it got, once it turned into that kind of big corporate, uh, you know, machine. I don't know if he wanted out. I remember in the in that big documentary, which I'm sure you watched. Yeah, I did. Um, He's a fan. I think he became. I think he was reluctant to uh, embrace his role as like a icon. I think for the first 15 years of the band's career, it was like, it was a real band and he wasn't like a celebrity. And he kind of stood out as like Jerry is God kind of vibes. Yeah. Yeah. He was a victim of his own success. I mean, it makes a certain degree of sense. I mean, he definitely was like, the reason that band is great as far as I'm concerned. That's what I, I mean, I can't, I can't uh, dismiss his, his talent and, and his charisma. And like, just like you kind of like the guy when you see him play, you know, you just kind of, he's just got a lovable vibe to him. The rest of the guys feel like you can switch any of them out. Well, I think Lesh is, I think Lesh is awesome. Uh I think Bill Kreutzmann is awesome. I think Bill Kreutzmann is like. Good drummer. Who's the one with the serial killer Underrated eyes? drummer. Who's that guy? What's that? Who's the serial killer eyes guy? They play keyboards. <laughs> oh, that's Brent oh. Midland. Oh, that one. He's creeping me out. Tim he came me in clip. just like he came in to replace Pigpen, or 
No, he. Oh, pig pen. The, the dead Later. have had a real had a real string of bad luck with their keyboard players because they started with Pigpen. Right. He died, like in his mid late twenties. Then they brought in Keith Godchow and his wife Donna, and then he died. And wow. then they brought in Brent Midland, and then he died in 1990. <laughs> Jesus. My God. All drug-related, right? All drug-related? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure Keith died from a drug thing. Um, he, I mean, I liked, Brent Midland was like a serious drug fiend. I Seriously. think so. Right. I think, I mean, yeah, I think so is Jerry, and I mean. Yeah, they were into it. And that's probably one of the reasons Jerry wanted to get off the road, too, is he was, you know, he also eventually died <sighs> from the, from drugs and the life living yep. on the road. I got a question real quick. Go ahead. Do you think that the band would have been better if Jerry had that finger? Well, Jerry <laughs> didn't lose that finger till a little later, right? I, you know, you're, you're talking to a kind of consumer grade deadhead here. I don't, I'm, I, I'm not pro level. I don't know <laughs> what day, every detail. What day did he, he lose his finger? Wait, it was early. It was, you know, before I, he was a musician. Before the, no, I think it was yeah. like mid career. Dom, Honestly, Dom no, in the chat says he knows why they had two drummers. Well, I don't care what Dom thinks. <laughs> well, the question um, still stands. Tell, Dom should tell us. Dom should tell us when the finger got chopped. You want to bring him in? No, just I let him know. His, let, his okay. teen years, but I think no, because I happen to know I was at the theater where it happened in San Francisco, the Warwick in San Francisco War Warwick Theater. Warfield, kind of, yeah. Warfield. I'm sorry, the Warfield, not uh, Warwick Davis from. The movie, what's that movie called? With the fantasy movie Legend. People know what I'm talking about. The audience is raving about this moment. He, <laughs> apparently, he was five years old chopping wood. There we go. Is that true? I don't know. Who's chopping wood at five like years old, dead. Vic? I don't like the dead at all. It could be just a mist, you know, Mister, like a little mystique here. I don't know. It could be a made up story. I don't know. I had heard. No, I'd heard that. He okay. was real young. But well, I heard hear? that at the Warfield, there are these cabinets, wood cabinets back there for storing like mics or stuff. And the guy there was like, Jerry was building these cabinets and cut his finger off. Here we go. In 1946, two thirds of four year old Jerry Garcia's right middle finger was cut off by his brother in a wood splitting accident while the family was vacationing in Santa Cruz Mountains. All right. Now, everyone get their pad and paper out, <laughs> their, pa their pen and paper out, because mark this day. The day is January 21st. <laughs> it is the only time on this show that I will have been noted as being incorrect through the year 2021. <laughs> oh, this year. Happy? Are you happy now? Um, Jake, did you watch the festivities last night? I missed them. Oh, man. <laughs> did what you, you guys... Did you guys watch him? I watch. I ended up watching it. My mom was over, and we ended up just kind of putting it on. And I didn't. Up. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Okay, I'm just telling did, you. Did the Foo Fighters play? Yeah, I'm, I can't. What? I don't. I can't take the Foo Fighters either. Yeah, no, not a fan. I just. They seem a little heavy for an inaugural. <laughs> They're not that heavy. They've got that heavy, well, heavy sound, which is all like pedals and compression and stuff. But there's not like any kind of like energy there. Grohl's just kind of yelling. I don't yeah. know. It's, it seemed like a weird choice. Did they play like 
There goes my yeah. hero. Like, Name what? your top fifteen Foo Fighters. <laughs> they, no, they did. What's the song they did, Matt? You you saw it. I don't oh, know the days like these. Or days times, like these. Times like yeah. these. times like times these. Like these. Uh, but they about, stretched it to this like ten minute rush mm, jam with yeah. Roto Toms and stuff. They could have had uh, Green Day out there doing time over life. <laughs> I would have preferred Green Day. You know sure. who I don't I mean, like either, I realized, is uh, John Bon Jovi. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I get, do you have that? Well, we're going to watch this for a second. This is John Bon Jovi from last night. I don't think you'll be able to see it, but you should be able to hear it. Which is fine. Oh, shoot. Sorry, um, I'm having all kinds of tech problems. Today. He does Here Comes the Sun, and him saying doot and doo-doo is just doesn't work. Like, it doesn't work from a John Bon Jovi standpoint. Do you have it, Matt? Was he, was he really laying into it? Was it just like... Sorry, he, I'm trying to get it. He did, like, he, he's become sort of like... Like, he's doing like a Mick Jagger thing. He's kind of like doing this weird... Wait, like, like moving around like he's a showman. Well, also, on the mic. it was like it was like a music video too, because they're not really. They did something alive. smart. They played at uh, like in Miami while the sun was kind of setting, so that at some point in the song it kind of broke through the clouds. It was actually kind of neat. Oh, I thought it was in Jersey. Watch this though. Watch just the opening of this, because ah! <laughs> no, it's not him. <laughs> Listen to this. Come here, baby. Stop it. <laughs> He's doing this like, <laughs> like, like I'm gonna fly like a bird. It's like just this doo 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 doo. I just that's enough. <laughs> Thank you. I uh, I'm just resentful that him of all people have like from that era. Yeah, that's he's the guy that keeps getting sort of doled out to us for all these things, you know. Like, what did he do after the, after that uh, "Living on a Prayer" album? That's like slippery when wet. I mean, yeah, that that album we got. He did the one with Brian Adams. That's a great song. That's that one. Yeah, I think he's in that. Him, Rob Stewart, and Brian Adams. Oh, right. Yeah, wanted dead or alive. I mean, he had a lot of hits. He probably just made it clear to like. The people in charge of these events that like mm. I'm available. Yeah, I wouldn't play. <laughs> no. I'm gonna um, give you something that's like easy for everybody to just kind of have. You know, you're not gonna have to. I'm not challenging anything here. I'm just gonna. <clears throat> I'm a. I'm a showman. Yeah, it's like what in terms of the '80s like rock guys. Who, who would you want to see out there? I mean, obviously Springsteen's already out there. Well, that's what I like. I'm a huge Bruce head. Like I'm sure. more of a Bruce head. I I I'm almost like. I'm like Bruce. I'm like a deadhead for Bruce. You know what I mean? Like, There's almost a drop in there. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind seeing Jello Biafra. Like, uh, <laughs> I love Dead. Bruce. And that's what makes me mad because I see Bruce, who I think is like, has maintained an artistic integrity for like 40 fucking years. Mm-hmm. Now, has it all I been agree. like, has it all been like slam dunks? No. I mean, he's obviously, you know, post born in the USA, it's kind of like hit or miss and stuff. But sure. But it, it's always been from like a, I have something I want to say. I'm an artist. I have, I'm going to do it my way, that kind of stuff. And then he's sort of like, here's Bruce Springsteen and John Bon Jovi. Like, I hate that they have to be, they have to like kind of mingle together. I hate the idea that that Bruce has to kind of be nice to John Bon Jovi because they're like both Jersey guys. I've always wondered about that relationship because <laughs> like when you hear Living on a Prayer, it's so clearly 
born indebted to, to Bruce. Yeah. No, no. When you hear living on a prayer. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a story about like a working class couple. Yeah. That's like struggling to get out of their like the doldrums of their life and like find this, like achieve this dream. And like, yeah, I love living on a prayer. I think that's like a great song. But yeah. I always was like, I always wondered like when Bruce heard that in the mid 80s, like, like in the mid 80s, if he was just like, yeah. Hmm. Well, you not only do you have that, you have uh, John, John Cougar Mellencamp. Sure. There too, a little earlier, and Bruce must have been like, "Dude, what the fuck is this now?" Because Bruce, oh, did he play last night too, Mellencamp? No, I'm just saying in general. Oh, just in, in general. These, sure. these interlopers. Tim, these I got a question. Coat tailors uh, for both of you guys. Go ahead, Doug. So you're making fun of Bon Jovi because he's doing his dance, you know. But if you're a he- if you're a uh, just the, a the lead guy yeah. from a band, the front man, and you don't have an instrument. Who does it right? You, it, there's the awkward parts when you're not singing and you have to. Right, it's, it's tough. Well, that's got to be awkward. I mean, I mean, I would say if that was me, I would just strap on a guitar and not even plug it in, totally. just, just to do something. And nobody would have batted an eye if John Bon Jovi did that. If who he does it right? Freddie who does Mercury, it right? Freddie Mercury, 100. He had half of a mic stand, right? And he would dance with that. Oh, there's yeah. also like Steven Tyler with the the oh, put some scarves, scarves like kind of thing. like. It's, he's like a bullfighter. Yeah. You have to like mm-hmm. confuse but, the audience by making them look at the scarf. No, but I do like the like Johnny Cash, like he because he wasn't ever really plugged in. I don't think with his acoustic guitar, just kind of like. Pl- well, he's got it. It's like, yeah, a, it's like having a rifle around strap you. on it's a, a guitar. Prop, prop it, yeah. Also, you have uh, Roger Daltrey did the stuff with his swinging he, the microphone mm, around. He was great. Yeah, but Tim, what you would you, you do? You have like, a, oh, Robert Pollard was a great front man. Gene Ween, great front man. Wait, Pollard had a guitar. No, no, he didn't. no, no. no. Oh, for real? I don't know. Did no, you he, ever he hear my... Well, he was in a... He, Jake, you were in a uh, Guided by Voices uh, cover band, too, weren't you? 20 years ago, yep. There we go. That sounds like but fun. It was really fun. And our and, and our Bob Pollard was... Do you like how he said that real... as, as opposed to the Grateful Dead? <laughs> no, that sounds <laughs> no, good. that sounds like fun. <laughs> that sounds fun. Let's, let's demand, uh, or, or let's audience interest in a, in a GBV cover band, but... Um, right. But but our Bob Pollard was older than the real Bob Pollard, and he's not a young young buck. No, this was a long time ago. But yeah, Bob would do like adultery impression with the with the mic swirling yeah. and have a cooler of beer on stage. He's of always course. pounding beers though. Yeah, I mean he was an incredible front man. Um, in terms of guy, yeah, because it is like a tough. That's a tough position to just hold to play a whole show just doing vocals. Yeah, you got to have you got to have some moves. Maracas like Davy Jones. <laughs> yeah. And eventually Mick Jagger said, like, like Steel Wheels Jagger was like, you know what? I'm just give me a fucking guitar. I, I need to give me <laughs> yeah. a guitar here. Did I anyone just stand around. there and patiently wait for their turn to sing? Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I was watching this, this clip of uh, the Monterey Pop Festival from 1968. You know, it, it's like there, there's all, there's a YouTube video. It's like two hours long and it's like, all the acts that weren't in the film, which I never really saw the film mm. anyway, so it was just. But oh, there was a bunch of bands back then, like the Association. Oh, Remember the Association? I, I love them. They had mm-hmm. like three or four guys in that band that just were like there for the backup <laughs> yeah. backup I saw harmonies. Them, and, I saw them live uh, in the '90s, and w- the one whoa. guy actually sat in the like at the control booth across <laughs> the room, and he's he's doing the sound and singing backup at the same time. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it behind the boards. Uh-huh, and then there was a guy uh-huh. that was just doing flute, like he just had a flute solo, but that was the only time he yeah. bought, he like really made mm-hmm. an impact. 
I wonder what the splits were like with that group. Like that, those groups don't stay around too long because no, they're like they're always changing. Yeah, and, I'm making yeah. ten cents. Yeah, there are like nine gig. or ten people in there. Um, how do people find your paintings? Can you buy your paintings? Is it my audience isn't going to buy your paintings? They're probably <laughs> three hundred thousand dollars and bullshit like that. <laughs> um, you can see my paintings on, on online on my website or on my Instagram. Um, yeah, it's the same as have you seen them is the same as having them in, on your wall. What's the difference? Uh, but they're big though. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, the scale is yeah. When you see them in person, it's fun because the scale is big. I mean, I show at the gallery in LA called called Nino Meyer Gallery, and um, you know, like an art gallery is sort of like it's sort of like the analog to having like an agent. Like they. They represent your career. They tr try to help your career grow. They sell your work, obviously. They exhibit it. So I work with him. Uh, he's a great gallery, and um, um, I do exhibitions periodically. And um, are you painting now? Or are you keeping busy? Yeah, yeah. I'm. Yeah. It's like a. I basically do it like, like forty hours a week. It's like your main. It's like your full time nice. job. That's yeah, awesome. That's how I make a living, and that's um, how. Yeah, I do like Monday through Friday, like kind of. 11 to 6. About. I'm so bad at art and visual arts. I, I, uh, my kids are, you know, I try to do stuff with the kids and I, uh, I was like, I'm going to try to draw something, you know, give me like a something to do. And I, I said, I'm going to draw a crab. So I drew a crab. <laughs> uh, I tried my best. You know, I had some colored pencils and I drew the crab it based on the picture. Draw, though, Tim. You got to give yourself some, a little break here. Uh, well, I'll show it. Um, how about I show that in after hours? I'll show you my crab drawing in after hours. I have a good video for after hours for a front man who stands there like a statue. Okay. Um, Jake, Garfunkel I want to keep good. you on if you're around. Can you hang out? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Just hang out because I want to talk about the uh, farewell. Our, the farewell. Uh, That's the dead. Really? Do you know What's this one? Fairly well. This is the best dead song I've ever heard. Do you heard. have a synth in your like, band? This is my kind of music. Oh, this is that thing you found. Uh -huh. Oh, you should put that up on the screen if you could send it to Matt. I'll send it to Matt. We can watch that later. Um, that was cool. Uh, this this got, obviously got sent around the internet a little bit yesterday, but uh, pre -sh the pre-show for the inauguration yesterday was the farewell event uh, for Donald Trump, who snuck out in the early hours of Wednesday morning with with an embarrassing uh, send off. Um, bye bye. I don't know if maybe I guess the, it was very early on the East Coast, 8 a.m. on the East Coast. So it was 5 a.m. here. Right. So we yeah. missed it. I was just probably lying in yeah. bed trying to sleep. Um <laughs> <laughs> I know but that feeling. As you guys know, the uh, the president uh, arrived and spoke and then left on Air Force One to go to Mar-a-Lago, where he will rot <laughs> <laughs> over the next several years, as we all do. And so I am a young, vibrant man. <laughs> and so uh, he he arrives at Andrews Air Force Base from the White House on the helicopter. And now this is the video we found that this was on C-SPAN. This is the mute. The, the sound is important here. This is what's pumping on the tarmac. <laughs> this is Jake, uh, you know, the, the helicopter's approaching. <laughs> what should we play? 
You know, could you imagine there's some discussion with the sound guy like, who? We have yeah, the mic set up. Yeah, do you want us to, like, why should there be any music playing? Also, we have a whole military band right here we can play. <laughs> yeah. they, they know a lot of songs. What? I want to, this is the documentary I want to see. Is why, why all this music? And it feels like it's, just play music! Anything with a podium. There's got to be music blasting. Though. Like, can't there just be quiet reflection as the helicopter, like, you can't hear it anyways because yeah. the helicopter's so loud. Just chill on the music for 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I also saw on Twitter that maybe they were blasting Fortunate Son. There was, the, oh, yeah. yeah. There was. A millionth time. Yeah, they play that. And of course, they play all the Elton John. So, the, <laughs> so this, this helicopter spends 20 minutes getting... Now, at this goodbye ceremony, Pence doesn't show... I mean, what a fucking final insult to this guy that his vice president doesn't show up. I don't, I don't think any of the... McConnell or any of those people showed up, right? No, they weren't. None there. of the con none of the congressional leadership. Did any of his cabinet show up? His uh, was it Mark Meadows? Is that his the chief guy? of staff who became he, his best yeah, buddy yeah. towards the end there? He's there. Uh, and then the children. And so I just wanted to show the last uh, moment of the speech, Matt. If you could go to that. Um, this is this is his sign off. Uh, <laughs> where's the last moment of his? Uh, done that nobody thought would be possible, but I do want to thank Congress, and I want to thank all of the great people of Washington, D.C., all of the people that we worked with Something. put this miracle together. So, miracle. have a good life. <laughs> we will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good life. <laughs> yeah, we skipped that. Have Can a good, good life. See you soon. Have a good yeah. life. Yeah. Have a good life. Who says have a good life? You say have that to when you're like, fuck off. It's a fuck right. off line. Yeah, when you divorce. Have a nice life. Oh, yeah. Bye forever. That is epic. Where is it again? Good luck. Good luck. Is good that luck. you, Vic? Yeah. I, I feel like so, I've said have a good life to someone as in a joking way when like you run into someone <laughs> that you knew a long time ago and you both understand that you really won't see each other again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. And you're like, Phew. or like it's like something someone. I would have written on my eighth grade yearbook, you know, yeah, to some yeah. some girl, you know, have a <laughs> right. good life. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so then he, sorry, what were you gonna say, Jake? Well, I was gonna say, Tim, if you were president, President Heidecker, leaving the White House on your final day, what's your send off song? Um, hey Jude, by the dead. <laughs> Well, I don't want to just jump to an answer here. I got to reflect. Yeah, it's a tough on one. I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't have an answer either. I would say River by Joni Mitchell, maybe. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Down to you, Joni Mitchell. Anything on Cord and Spark. Um, yeah, something um, something reflective, something beautiful, something pretty. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can we can we watch the uh, the the send off? Let's watch, watch the send off. Yeah, let's see. There we go. <laughs> Wait, no, go back. I want to see him kiss the kids. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go back. You gotta go back to the. This is my favorite part. Is okay. Here he goes. I thought he was gonna take a dive down the steps. There. That would have been the perfect ending. <laughs> the, the, that perfect ending was falling down the steps that he uh, feared so much. There's goodbye to Ivanka. No, watch Laura. He loves. He wants yeah. to fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> Eric goes for a kiss. Eric kiss Don. No eye contact, no eye contact. 
Oh, who are you again? Who are you? Eat your hair. Who are you? Oh, this is the boyfriend. That's. That's. Oh wait, the Mark Meadows runs out here. Don't forget me, sir. Hey, hey, hey! Hey! What about me? What about me? Where are you? Where are you going, sir? Oh, yeah, I just want to say goodbye, dude. I, I kicked my ass for you. Oh wait, keep going, keep going. I don't. This, sorry, though. keep stopping. Here he goes. Hey, I just want to say goodbye. We should, you, you got my number, right, bro? Okay. Yeah, call me anytime. Yeah, shit. All right, so I kind of—I can't stress this enough, gang. We're not piping this music in. This was there. This is what everybody was listening to as they watched him walk up Air Force One for the final time after he lost badly. And refused to concede and tried to overthrow the government to keep to stay in power. He walks up the steps into Air Force One to YMCA. <laughs> You're gonna have to fucking. People are not gonna understand. People are not going to believe right. this. It will be assumed that this was something that fucking Trevor Noah added. <laughs> no. If you're the fucking uh, guards over there with the rifles, what is going through your head is YMCA is blasting. How is this happening? Anyways. <laughs> I know it's trite. I know it's, no, it's hacky. It's, it's just insane. you really can't just not wonder, talk about this. No, I mean, I really wonder what his relationship with music is. I mean, uh, yeah, he, he has no connection at all. Well, I don't think that's true, actually. We've talked about this on Time Crisis before. Like, Thank you for pushing back on these guys behind me, Jake. They deserve he, it. He, 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 definitely, he definitely is like name check Neil Young quite well, a few times. And then specifically, we've talked about this before. I remember there's a Ricky Nelson song um, called Garden Party. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Great song. It's a very and that's song. A, and that's about sort of Rick, like the time Ricky Nelson played sort of an oldies uh, reunion act at, at Madison Square Garden, and it ah. didn't go over so hot. And he wrote a song about uh, how he's how he's mm. just up there singing his old songs, and everyone was there to see his old songs, and no one wanted to hear what he had to say. Right. And Trump somehow referenced that re in an interview where he was sort of like, you know, there's a lot of wisdom in. Gar he, he like specifically like had like huh. he, like it was clearly he had thought about Garden Party and it had internalized <laughs> right like the story of Garden Party and it was I remember about just, him we were just like wow like what well he he like references musicians like Neil Young and all these people because he wants people to know that they met him that he met him he right. met, like. Because there's pictures of him with Neil Young in Trump Tower on his wall, you know, and same with Steven Tyler and everything. He loves the celebrity aspect of it. Right. I don't think he listens to anything. I don't think he, like, connects with anything in the world other than nothing himself. Like, no nothing art, on a cultural level. Not. Nothing on, like, this yeah. moves me for because of right. the art. And that, in the Garden Party song, he might have just, like, heard someone else talk about it, too. Like, it might have been on, like, you know, right. Fox News or something. I don't know. I mean, the Elton John stuff seems legitimate, that he considers Elton John, like, a great... Like one of his favorite artists, I guess. He right. played at his wedding and stuff. Yeah, so. It's oh, one wow. of the few places where uh, <clears throat> Donald Trump and I probably agree. Because I'm, I'm a fan of Elton John. We like Dick, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know that um, this is also was, was, was covered on the show. Uh, Donald Trump introduced Bob Weir at a <laughs> uh, Bob Weir and Rat Dog show in 2006. How did that and happen? We, we actually had Bob on the show and asked him about it. And he was like, 
Well, yeah, one of Bob's friends is like a real estate developer in New York. Sure. And Trump was like, oh, you're going to the Bob Weir show? Let me come. Let me come. And then <laughs> he basically like talked his way into being like, let me just go on stage and introduce you. And like Bob Weir <laughs> was telling us like, yeah, he didn't have any interest in me. Like he didn't say one word to me, but then he gets out, gets on stage. He just wanted to be on stage. And he he fronted like he and Bob are old friends. Oh boy. Is there a and video he, of that? There is. And oh. he also said like, no one's played MSG more than Bob Weir. No one's played the Grateful Dead. They played MSG four. He said some outlandish number. Like, right. They right. played MSG 435 times. <laughs> it's like made up some super specific outlandish number. Right. And then was just like out. Yeah. Like see ya. truly, truly psycho. Not there to see the show. Not there to jam. No. Um, because I'm cognitively there. We have that clip. If we want. Oh, really? They have the clip. These guys are pros. Wow. Roll the clip. It's just audio. I can't really make it out. It's just audio. It's not a video. Let's scoot ahead a little bit. That was that wasn't him. Scoot ahead. <laughs> I like how we're retreading time crisis material. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. <laughs> He's talking about Bob Dylan. <laughs> so it's my honor tonight to present Bob Weir and Raptor. <laughs> <laughs> he must have thought he was uh, he was uh, pr getting pranked. We also have a lot of dogs, and they're great dogs, and we hey, cherish them. Hey, uh, Vic. Yeah. Is Little Deuce Coop a, a Jan and Dean song? No. Well, no. Is it written it, by? It's possibly, possibly early on written by Jan and, Dan, Jan and, and Brian. Possibly. Oh, they. Oh, or I Dean didn't realize it was crossover. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I just I'm looking at because later in the uh, after hours I'm going to do a Bruce Springsteen Nebraska style cover of Little Deuce Coop, written by Brian and Roger <laughs> Christian. Okay. Oh, Roger Christian. But uh, on the Google it says about artist Jan and Dean. So they obviously did a cover of it. The, the Google algorithms have assigned it to Jan and Dean. I love pretty music. What what was the Brian Wilson Jan and Dean relationship? Big? Anyone know? I mean, they're competitors, I guess, and buds and everything. Um, was, was one? Did one? Jan and Dean showed up just a little before the Beach Boys, right? Uh, no, I think they were slightly after. Probably. Oh, okay. I think they were just. They right used to after. hang out to the beach together. What yeah. else is there to? <laughs> and I think. Dean was a little little goofy, you know, and, and they, they started making some psychedelic records, and then I think they kind of fell apart oh, I after the accident. Those. What was the accident? Dean wrapped his uh, truck or car around uh, Dead Man's Curve. And died? No, no. Oh, no. He Then he was like, he had like a lot of mental problems. Where's Dead Man's that. Curve? I don't know where, where it is, but it's like a, they have a song about it where they're racing, you know, and that's where it happens. And I think actually... That actually happened to Dean. He got in a car wreck. Wait, they made the song first, yeah. then they got into the crash? Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Vic, um, do you know what, 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 what Jan and Dean thought of, like, Pet Sounds and Smile era stuff? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, like, loved it and wanted to do it, because they, did, get, they mm. did start making some psychedelic records around that time. I forget. I can't remember what, what they're called. But something about Are those the good? 
they're okay. They're, there's a lot yeah, of those. Like, isn't there right. that chubby checker psychedelic? Yeah, record? there's the, the checkered <laughs> record. There's all yeah. There's a whole bunch. Mm. Of, even even the Stones did it. You know, with well, uh, yeah, satanic. Well, sure. There's so many. Yeah, they all have their psychedelic. Even like uh, who's the guy you mentioned, the Garden Party guy? I think Rick Nelson had a psychedelic record. Kenny Rogers had a, yeah. had a psychedelic yeah. record. Yeah, they all did their uh, you know. Pet it was sound in, it was in vogue. Smile kind of thing. Yeah. Let's see what Adam from The War on Drugs knows oh, about Jake. Ah, my special go. guest. Jake, do you know Adam? Adam, do you know Jake? <clears throat> I, I've never met him, but I'm a big fan of his that, work. I mean, That's exciting to hear. Uh, oh, you have to unmute on your side, Adam. Adam? There we go. You had to, you had to have been We're on in. a Zoom before. Are you too cool for Zoom? <laughs> Zoom new. Hey, look in. who it is, my pal. What's going on, bud? Hey, good to see you. What's up, Jake? Not much. Nice to meet you. Get Me up, too. Jake. What's that? The band? Get mm-hmm. up, Jake. Um, <laughs> let's jam on that. Let's get together, the three of us. We'll jam on band tunes. How are you, Adam? I'm good, man. I'm hanging in there. Yeah, hanging in. You got an REM poster uh, behind nothing, you? Nothing. Yeah, I got a big Life's Rich pageant poster right there. What are you in your sixteen-year-old girl, sixteen-year-old uh, sister's uh, bedroom or something I from nineteen eighty-eight? I, I wish. <laughs> I got my. Um, Petty poster I ripped off the wall. This is very at a, cool. Um, at uh, the Riv in Chicago. It does in look like, like you've you're like you've got one of those fake Zoom backgrounds, and it is like a, a bedroom from 1988. You want to see my dolls? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, oh, but wait, wait, what? Pan right again, or pan the other way? Pan uh, to your left. You got a uh, Roland Echo box up there. Oh, yeah, What's we got it? a chorus echo up there. Just ready to go. You never know when all, you're going to need that. All patched in. Because <laughs> you never know. Because you, do you write, do you write with effects? I barely write anymore. Okay. But if I were to, <laughs> if I were to, yeah, it helps to write with effects. They're like, I actually just bought a, um, like an eight track tape machine because I missed uh-huh. writing, writing in like this uh, tactile way other than just like turning on the screen, you know? So right. I used to write more with like, I guess, yeah, effects are more just like other ways of kind of hearing what you're working on. It's like slowing the tape down or, yeah, or just dubbing stuff out and letting something new happen or whatever. So like you'd make maybe like make a loop or something. I'm jumping to some conclusions here, but oh, you might, sure. you might yeah. get a, like a loop going and then start writing off of that loop. Yeah, I used to make like... Um, plug the tape machine right into a sampler and then sample right onto the sample and then put that back on a fresh tape. So what do you mean you don't write no more? You're done? You're hanging it up? I don't, I mean, we've been working on a record for a long time, but I, I mean, like I, this whole year, like I didn't, there's nothing new, you know. Nothing to say? I, <laughs> no, just, I don't know if it's no time or what, but yeah. I mean, we just, just keep working on the same 14 songs I've been working on for four years. What, what, what's, what, well, let's lock it. Let's, let's wrap it up. I mean, this is like, it's like George Harrison with uh, All Things Must Pass, you know? I know. We're wrapping it up pretty soon, actually. At some so, point, yeah. George Harrison was like, I think, how many tracks do we have? I'm like, dude, you've got like a triple album here. So you better, let's just like nail this. Uh, let's just lock this in. So you got to lock it in, Ed. We're locking it in. No, we're, we're, we're on our way of locking it in. <clears throat> and you got to, but you've, you, you've done what a lot of artists do. You've, you've uh, since there's been this gap of time, you've put out a live album in a year yeah, that. Yeah, we did. In, in a year that uh, maybe you would have been going around playing shows, or were you going to be off anyway? No, I think we would have been on the road by um, summertime. 
Yeah, I think by October we were, or August we were supposed to be out there. But yeah, we put it together pretty quickly, and uh, we had all this all this material recorded, and it took maybe a couple months to go through it all. But we did a lot of that actually. I'm getting my years confused, but yeah, 2019 in the summer, we, we did a lot of like the uh, excavating, you know, and then you have like you tape all the shows. Well, I think inadvertently, because nowadays, like all the bands that tour, we all have these digital front of house consoles. Yeah, it just does they, it automatically. They, do, they, they all multi-track. Yeah, mm. they do it for like sound check and stuff. So, so inadvertently, you get everything multi-tracked every night. Are you going? Um, are you doing that David Byrne "Stop Making Sense" thing? You're going in there and re re-recording everything. Oh, I, I wish. You know, the, <laughs> the extent of my David Burness is probably not wearing shoes all that often. <laughs> but, how, many, um, this, how many splinters do you think those guys deal with every night with those oh, American Utopia running around without shoes on? Are I they know. wearing shoes backstage? I don't think there's, you know, one of, our, <laughs> one of my band members, John, our sax player, he was in that St. Vincent David Byrne band for a while. Oh, really? And um, Or the whole time, I guess. And um, John hates bare feet. Like... Hates hey, <laughs> so every night was right. like this. Um, mm. But they they play on like a strip of of uh, padding. The whole stage is padded. Sure, there's and probably an like, orthopedic consideration being made. Ergonomic stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're have, have you? Is this public knowledge? I should have asked you this off the line. But you have? Are you a dad? Yeah, eight, almost eighteen months. Yeah. That's a congratulations from us, Vic. Thank you. Congrats, yeah. Do you have yeah, any music? What's any up, kind of trying, hey, what's up? What's up, Vic? How you doing, man? Great. <laughs> Great. Find a nice Great to see you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. He's, um, he's 18 months old. His name's Bruce. Bruce, after my boss. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Good name. Wait till yeah. you hear my cover of uh, Little Deuce Coop. I'm doing a cover of Little Deuce Coop. Bruce, should I give you a little taste of it right now? Oh, yeah. It's funny when you do that Nebraska style thing. It's so, um, it's just so obvious, you know. You're... Wait, where's the lyrics? There's a little deuce coop. <laughs> you can just get right into it. Uh, yeah, I'm not bragging, baby. Don't pull me down. Out the fastest set of wheels in town. Someone calls me. Don't even try. I said a winged man. I know she could fly. She's my little deuce coop. You don't know what I got. I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> he could do that to anything. He could do YMCA. <laughs> Can you do YMCA? It's fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. Anyways, I got them all wrapped up here. Uh, people are bailing on the after hours now after they got that preview. All right. <laughs> um, Adam, we have a... Uh, Adam and Jake, we have what's becoming a very popular game for music oh, yeah. heads. If you're interested in playing it, here's the general gist. We read you a um, an artist. Uh, you know, this is generally going to be in the classic rock category. Yep. Broad classic rock. You have to guess their Instagram follower account number. And like how many how many they have or yeah, like how, how many they have. not how many they aspire to have but how many they actually have <laughs> um, and it's going to be like price is right so you the closest person to the number wins if you go over you lose oh, yeah. it's it's a it's an exciting game 
But Matt, where yeah. is the uh, where is the uh, oh, shoot? Is the doc not linked? It should be linked. It's in there. I don't see it. Is this the uh, oh yeah, like yeah. official band accounts or the personal accounts or? I'll get to that. Um, okay. Okay. Here's the information I'm going to provide for you: the name of the band, the handle of the band, mm-hmm. and whether they're verified or not. I can also give you their. Um, like if they have a bio or something written. So that's all kind of information to help you come to your conclu- to your answer. Is Doug playing too? Yeah, and the, and since we once we want one of the guys to kind of run the sound effects uh, game show vibe, Doug will be playing today. Is really? that okay? okay. All right. Yeah. Are you ready? Is that Adam? Are you okay with this? I'm in. <laughs> what if he's like way in, dude? <laughs> I did not, we did not discuss this, and I'm not prepared, I don't want to look like an idiot, but um, here's, we'll just get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, the first band on Instagram, for you to guess the number, and Doug's going to go first here, since he's played this game before, Jefferson Starship! Uh, Let's go with... Hold on a sec. The the count, the uh, handle is... At Jefferson Starship official, the information it is verified, and the bio contains only this: JeffersonStarship.com. Forty-eight k, forty-eight thousand dollars. Lock it in for Doug. Forty-eight thousand followers for Jefferson Starship. We built this city. Uh, of course, they started as Jefferson Airplane, then they switched to just Starship, then they returned to Jefferson Starship and had a nice resurgence in the 1980s. Uh, let's go to Jake Longstreth. I'm going to go uh, 18.5K. 18,500 followers for Jefferson Starship on the Instagram social media And platform. you can't go over or just the closest? <laughs> closest wins. Okay. Well, you, you can't, can't go, go over. over. Yeah. Every, you could bust. You could bust. <laughs> I'll say that to you, Adam. You have, you have well, the opportunity. I was actually, actually going to say exactly what Jake said, so I'm going to go. I'm actually going to go. Uh, I'm going to go to seventeen thousand. Seventeen thousand. Oh, that's an wow. interesting. <laughs> seventeen thousand four Jefferson Starship. The actual follower count for Jefferson Starship is eight thousand seven hundred and fourteen. Everyone, bust! Should have done a one. Wow. Somebody should have gone one dollar. Gonna do the one follower. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should just be closest. No. Yeah, so it's anyone's game. Uh, there you go. It's uh, <laughs> only 8,700 8, people verified. That's, they're not very active. I don't think there's that any original members pathetic. in Jefferson Airplane, Everson, Jefferson Starship you at the moment. Never I think they're all dead or not interested. <laughs> um. Somebody was telling me the book on them, there's a biography on them that's really good. Or it might be an autobiography of one of those, but... I'd rather watch the doc. I ain't reading the book about that. (laughs) All right. Are you guys ready for round two? Oh, yeah. Edgar Winter! Frankenstein man? (laughs) Mr. Frankenstein, Edgar Winter. The handle is Edgar Winter Official. Now, here's something for you to consider very closely. Not verified. Hmm. by Instagram. In the bio, we have keep on rocking with an exclamation point. Hmm. Am I first again? Doug, it's to you. 4,066. 
Rocket man. Okay. Four, four, six, in six. honor of Vincent Gallo from earlier. <laughs> We got, of course, if you're, you don't know Edgar Winter, really, I think we're only... Can you guys think of other Edgar Winter songs besides Frankenstein? I know one. Was he a mm. one-hit wonder, or, was, or is there another one that's just out of my grasp right now? Godzilla? No, no that's, that's Blue Oyster Cult. Blue Oyster. No, he had another song, I think. He must have. No, I, I don't think he did any of the other songs. He was a... Um, free Ride. Albino. No, Free Ride was Fog Hat. He had the albino oh, condition. I'm just looking oh, up. No. He does have a song called Free Ride. Uh, I don't know if that was... Slow was he, Ride was Fog He was not blind? He was, he, was al, he was albino, I believe. I don't think he had... I don't think he was blind. This is Edgar Winter Group. Okay. Adam, are you no. an Edgar Winterhead? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't you really know that Johnny much. Winter, Johnny Winter. You don't know much about yeah, it. John, yeah, no. I mean, he, I remember that, that video of Frankenstein's pretty funny because he, he plays all the instruments in it, I think. Or he does all the solos on the like a on like a synth and, but um, he jams on that synth like like yeah. a guitar shredder. He yeah. like, it's pretty good. He's 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 good. He's um, good. Jake, <laughs> he's got a good vibe um, too. Make I like up. I like Doug's guess. I'm gonna go um, five point seven thousand. Five point seven. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Five point seven. <laughs> five five thousand seven hundred. Exactly. No, not really a point decimal situation. Um. Okay, five uh, seven five seven hundred five thousand seven hundred. <laughs> Adam, that's to you. We have Doug at four thousand, Jake at five thousand. Yeah. I'm gonna say uh, three thousand six hundred and uh, twenty. <laughs> okay, five four three. You guys are all you guys are like sharks, all hi all hanging around the same fish there, all going after the same same sad white fish. Um, <laughs> Sorry to say, ladies and gentlemen, but the actual count is, get ready for this. Please take a seat if you are not sitting. 226. Wow. <laughs> you gotta go, if you're last, you got to just say one follow. Yeah, Adam, that's a little advice for you. I don't want to tip the scales too much, but it's not a bad strat. That was pathetic. Uh, one more, ladies and gentlemen, and then we'll move on. Winner takes all. Winner takes all. This is it. <laughs> all right. Uh, the artist in question is, formerly of Loggins and Messina, Kenny Loggins. Probably a little bit more famous as a solo artist. Uh, we've got the official uh, uh, handle at the Kenny Loggins. This is a bit of a surprise. Not verified. So somebody on the Kenny Loggins social media team not exactly keeping up uh, their relationship with the Instagram folks. And the, the bio reads, official and only Instagram account verified by the link posted on Facebook and KennyLoggins.com, <laughs> wingman T at KL dot TinManMerchandising.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, you got some, uh, Kenny for us, Adam? Oh, man. Go ahead, give us a little Kenny. That's, I was just playing along the way you were playing. <laughs> Is that da Danger Zone? Oh, that's right. Yeah, there we go. All right. Well, it's cutting we'll, out because, uh, yeah. Zoom is bad for oh. live live playing. Um, all right, Doug, it's to you, Kenny Loggins. 
I guess this is it. Um, this is winner takes all scenario. If this is it, um, I'm gonna say 48k. That's just the number that keeps keep coming to my head. You know, it's not wow. Isn't that uh, yeah. that's some kind of frame rate or some kind yeah, of audio so, thing, right? 48. Right. High you're trying audio. to be you're trying to be cool with Adam. Trying to talk talk music. Uh, that's frequency. the compression rate he uses. That's <laughs> what's the frame? What's the compression rate on the new live <laughs> War on Drugs album? Forty-eight. Everything's forty-eight. Now, is that available in Flack? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I like to. I'll put that live Drugs album on and just uh, pretend I'm at one of your shows. I'll put the headphones on, close my eyes, dream that I'm there. I had such a good time with you in those Philadelphia shows. That oh, we was had a blast. Best, that was man. awesome. That was awesome. If you were at that, I mean, that's going to be legendary, because yeah, we have those tapes. Actually, we should do that next next volume two. Oh yeah, I had uh, we had, we the whole band. If you can imagine this, boys, the whole band came out and joined me on a uh, cover of Hot Piss. Oh, yeah, that was Yellow River Boys. Brought the house down. Oh, I mean, and what then if, we did that petty that petty tune. Yeah, what petty song was that again? Um, uh, straight in, straight into darkness. Straight into dark. Great deep petty cut. That mm. really man. deep. Yeah. I didn't know it, I think, until probably a couple months before that. Yeah. I mean, it's so great about, you know, the, this day and age when you can stream and stuff, you could go and listen to this, these deep cuts that, I, you know, I just, you never grew up listening to. It's like finding a whole new treasure trove. Yeah. What did you think of the, did, did you dig into the uh, Wolf, the Wildflowers box set? I did. I, it's awesome. It's awesome. I love it. You know what I really loved, actually, was... That there's that Rick Rubin podcast, uh, Broken Record. Yeah, but he had on um, his daughter. His daughter, and that one blew my mind because she's like she knew she was so deep with his catalog. Yeah, and uh, it's like a really good uh, companion to that record because they go through a lot of the tunes, and she's really invested in in uh, in the whole thing. It was really great. So let me ask you this: Did you? Obviously, you're, we're about the same age, probably, right? Mid 40 something? Yeah, 41. Yeah. So you obviously grew up with that, that music like I did. Was it, was it something you were not into when you were, you know, like how did that become, how did that end up um, uh, influencing your music? It couldn't have been right away. Actually, I think Wildflowers was, the, was like, a contemporary record for when I was when I was in high school. Like, yeah, I really loved that. Like you it did. came out, and I think I probably got hip to it from like Mary Jane's Last Dance, like the greatest hits. Yeah, and then Wildfires came out, and I don't think I think that was kind of my introduction to Petty. But did, War, did early did your on, early band did your early music like was is War on Drugs your first band or did you have bands before that? Uh, pretty much my first band. Yeah. Did it have a Petty? influence early on because i hear i mean i hear like some petty influence in your you know more recent records but was it there from the beginning or did that creep in i think it creeps in i think like you know it takes at least for me it took time to it's still always like a journey but like how do you arrive at something that feels natural you know it's like i think some of his like petty stuff just feels so effortless like his songwriting. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, production, you know, the sound of like, especially like full moon fever was something that 
Yeah. I think when we all started, um, you know, we loved the sound of that record, but yeah, it takes a while, you know, I don't think that, I mean, I think I always loved his catalog, but it's not something where from the beginning I was really confident enough to, you know, be channeling that. I just think it's cool because I love your, I love your records and, and I love the fact that it's very, it's kind of like, how do you, how do you wrap your head around the popularity of your music? Because for me, it feels like it, it almost shouldn't be. It should be like my, it should be ours. It should be like, like still should be like it, but it, but it also has this broad, you know, it, it like, you know, my dad loves it, but also like young, cool dudes like it and girls like it. It yeah. feels like it's, 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 it's almost like this miracle. Yeah. I mean, my dad, like, you know, my dad, he's 88. You I know, got to meet your like, dad. That's right, he did, that's right. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of turned him on to, uh, like this, me being in a band and having friends in the band and everything, like turned him on to uh, rock and roll after 88 years. <laughs> when, awesome. He like went out and like bought, he like bought all the records that, you know, yeah. we got compared to. He's like, I bought Dire Straits, <laughs> Bob Dylan. I was like, oh, which Bob Dylan did you buy? He's like, time out of my, I, I think I told him to get time out of mine. Yeah, that's, that's a nice but intro. He doesn't, he doesn't like that one, but. Oh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really. Um, I mean, just, we're grateful for being able to do what we do. But yeah, I I'm, tried to. Uh, I'm not asking you to defend it or anything. It's just, it's just kind of, it's interesting. It's like. Yeah. No, we're we're so we're so uh, grateful. Yeah, I'm happy for you because you and the guys in the group. You're, I'm telling you, from my, I can you can count on me. These are good guys. Yeah, they These are a good, good group. Um, all right, Hi, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of good guys, Kenny Loggins is one of the greatest. People don't so know what, this. What? He's, he held everybody together back in the 80s. Everybody. Everybody what? went through Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> everybody went through Kenny. If you wanted to <laughs> go through Kenny. <laughs> yeah. um, Kenny's not verified. Again, the bio, official and only Instagram verified by the link posted on Facebook and KennyLoggins.com. Wingman at KL Tin. <laughs> Tinmanmerchandising.com at the Kenny Loggins. What's our follower count, Doug? Uh, didn't I say 48? Yeah, Doug's locked in at 48. Sorry, I'm Jake? Locked in. You still there, Jake? I'm here. How'd you like my interview with Adam? <laughs> it was great. And I'd just like to jump in on the popularity of War on Drugs. I would say I think it's rare for something to kind of like low key rock, but also be very beautiful. Yep. I think there's something there. That's what I was um, getting at. Yep. Anyway, I'm gonna guess. <laughs> I'm gonna guess 1,200. <laughs> I get that. I get that. <laughs> Somebody better win this one. I hope. Yeah. I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 88k. 88k oh. for the great Kenny Loggins riding into the danger zone. Yeah. Big spread here. Yeah. The answer is. I'm trying to figure out who won this. Is there's an actual winner here? Yeah. There is an actual winner, ladies and gentlemen. I'll highlight it. Thanks, right? Thank you. There is an actual winner. The winner is from Echo Park and wherever else he grew up. Jake Longstreth with 1,200. Oh, wow. The actual account is 26,500. So, oh, wow. you know, it's a little bit of a, I don't know, a misdirect, I think, by the not verified and the silliness of wingman at KL at Tin Man Merchandising. <laughs> um, congratulations, Jake. You win $500,000 courtesy of 
Three Stooges coffee. <laughs> what do you have in there, Adam? A little, little cup of Joe? A little cup of Joe. Where did you record your new album? Sit back and relax. All over the place. All right. It, uh, Stacks. Electric electric, <laughs> electric Lady. Ooh. We started there. Wow. Wow. We did L.A. We did like um, United, Vox. Wow. Uh, a lot of Sean's Place. Oh, I mean, oh, this other place in Echo Park. Did you, who um, produced it? Uh, Sean Everett. Oh, Sean, Sean Everett. Does he, did he yeah. do your other records? We did the last one together, too. He's yeah. got the sound dialed in. Yeah, we met. He's got all, I, the, he's got all the presets. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, he's on another level. He, he did the, um, that new SZA song. Who? He mixed that new song by SZA. It's fucking incredible. SZA. Jake, yeah, you know the song is a, yeah, vaguely. I'm aware. That new track is is awesome, and the song is awesome. And Sean, like, they hit off a little friendship, and like, he mixes track for, her and it's like, I listen to it all the time. Do it's, you Riz's sister? It's Riz's sister, SZA. <laughs> How do you spell SZA? I like Olive Garden. S Z A. S Z A, Tim. S Z A. What? And he did. Uh, did he do Casey Musgraves? Right. Yeah, he mixed. Yeah, he mixed her big record. That record's great. I love that record. It's a great record. He he engineered and mixed the um, that big Alabama Shakes record. Right. He's a master. And um, he's does he does everything. He's he's a crazy. Uh, he's like the only person I've ever met that will go on like the whole journey with you. You know. Right. Like I like I love doing it. So I mean, we'll just keep rethinking a song or remixing or doesn't feel right. So you kind of scrape it and start again and he's he's never ever once in you know six years of making music together has been like i think it's i think it's fine you know wow he'll always, he'll always go through it's a it's sometimes you need that though right you need somebody to like re positively reinforce your what you you know maybe be yeah like, you're good man it's good right yeah i think there's enough on the peripheral to right. do that right but yeah he's he's a special dude well, we'll get him on the show. Oh, man, you love it. Does the new record have a title? Not yet, no. He's like the Phil Spector of our era. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little sick. I mean, does anyone feel that you can also, you can give Phil Spector some credit with and, and not worry about, like, like people on Twitter are like, he's a murderer and a monster and he's dead and I'm so happy. Dude, fucking wall of sound. I mean, come on. Got to give Phil, Phil Spector a little credit for something. Nobody? He made this no. sound before he murdered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, the murder was decades later, right? Yeah. I mean, Adam? I don't know. Did he influence Yeah, I mean, there was I definitely, mean, like, a, there was a definitely attempted murder somewhere before the actual yeah. murder. That's true. <laughs> right. But I can mean, you separate the art from the artist? Can you say, listen, the guy was made made music better. He, he did important, significant things that enriched our lives. And he's a monster. Yeah, I mean, I think you can't you can't necessarily have one without the other. I mean, you know, he did some incredible shit in the studio, and so you're glad yeah. he killed that woman. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. But you know, <laughs> I'm trying to get Adam in trouble at the last minute here. <laughs> and then people are saying like, uh, "Oh, he ruined uh, all things must pass." That feels like a little revisionist too, because. I don't know. We were all happy with All Things Must Pass until suddenly George Harrison says it has too much reverb. And then I go, well, I guess I agree. 
whatever. I want to hear the tapes because that's the whole thing with Harrison. He's like, when they were sitting around, when they were recording it, they were sitting in like a small circle. Yeah. And the and the and the headphones were like super dry. Right. And then they go in there, obviously, and it sounds like they're in like a massive church, like in a cathedral church <laughs> chamber. And obviously, he was like, "That's not what we were just vibing off." But I want to hear like, yeah, I wouldn't well, want to hear that record like like the way they heard it when they were playing it. Too. I don't think that exists because it's all baked in. The reverb's baked into the to the yeah. tape. So well, he's yeah, saying there's right. a dry run. Well, there might be like rehearsals that didn't have the yeah. Let Steve Albini mix it. I think it's the master tapes. I'm sure they didn't print a lot of that stuff. So, but once it's sure burbed, it's not. Yeah. There's not like a dry setting. No, no way to de- <laughs> well, reverb it. You can get one of those Beatles cover bands to just go in there and redo it. <laughs> yeah, there's guys on YouTube that are like, I'm yeah. uh, like I'm on like a weird YouTube rabbit uh, like algorithm thing where it's all these guys that are replicating exactly how to record like a Beatles song, you know, like they've got Dude, the my same. Friend, my friend Clay at Boulevard in Hollywood does that. Really? Yeah. He gets the, these are the same, these are the same Neumann 1893 uh, T mics used, the same cabling. And we've got it going in through this uh, Hoonhauser processor that is exactly that they, and it never sounds as good. It just doesn't, never works. Kind of works. What's the, it's interesting. I end up watching it lying in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> 40 minutes of this guy. This is how you get the Ringo Starr drum sound. What am I going to eventually do with this information? <laughs> All right. I got to go because the show's over. <laughs> um, you know what we forgot today? What? The actual city of the day. We were so Oh, my admired. goodness. Wow. What is Well, okay, sneak it in real quick. And we have a predictor. Oh, uh, what is the predictor? Sven Jolly. Sorry, guys. Should we let our boys go here? Yeah, we should. Adam, I'm so glad you got to do the show. I'm so yeah, happy so for happy. you. <laughs> love your show. I love Thanks you. And thank you for uh, nice to thank you for guys. your you our mutual admiration for each other is legendary now. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Take care, guys. Jake. See you later. See you, Jake. Nice to meet you. Jake, final thoughts from you? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking about Phil Spector and George Harrison, and I'm surprised George couldn't push back a little bit, but that's maybe a combo for another day. It's definitely another conversation. Yeah. Uh, um, thanks for having me, man. Thank you, man. It was a I'm pleasure saying. to have you on the show. Maybe we can do it again. Absolutely. And, uh, thank you very much indeed. We'll, t- <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you later. Congratulations right. on have playing nice the life. game. <laughs> have a nice life. <laughs> <laughs> Peace uh, out. All right, let's bring in the uh, winner. Sven Jolly. Oh, and do we have any super chatters to say thank you no. to? Uh, no, probably. I didn't get no. to that. Lots of technical hey, difficulties. Wow. I see a picture of Pi on the screen. Sven Jolly, is that you? Hello. Is, that, is he just a pie today? Oh, Yo. this is. Is that mashed potatoes? <laughs> is it stuffing? Or is it hummus? It's... I don't know. It looks. That's not me. Who? It looks like it's Sven Jolly. Fish or something. That's no, it's tuna, tuna fish. fish though. Sven Jolly, speak up. Hey, speak guys? up, you rat. Sit. You guys hear me? Well, now we can. You're speaking. Hey. <laughs> hey, I should have said it when uh, Nathan? Adam was still on. Now lock, lock me in for Dover, Massachusetts. Dover. Hello, Dover. How you doing, Dover? What you got? Is it Dover? Yeah, he's right. 
Correct. All right. All right. Congratulations. That's the city of the day. Thank you to everybody once again. We'll be continuing the show in the after hours. Thanks to Jake Longstreth and Adam. I, 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 I have such trouble with people's names. I can't. I don't want to disrespect Grandisel. Grand. And that's a stage name too, which I didn't know till today. What? What? Isn't that crazy? That's why I, I just say Adam from the War on Drugs. I mean, I, I'm I'm fr- I'm friends with the guy. I should know how to say his last name, but I got so much going on. I got these Beatles videos Wait, to watch. Is, is he gonna? What did we learn today, does, guys? Does did, does the winner here uh, divulge the? Oh, the, the, the pattern. Well, oh, that yeah, was revealed was... already. Reveal the. Oh, the, code okay. is, the code is it's the uh, homes. The, b- the birthplace, the birthplace city of the second guest. Okay. And so that means Adam through. was born in Dover. He's not a Philly guy. He's from Dover. Oh, well. I knew it's a guy like, named Ben from there. It's like it's like uh, Joe Biden saying he's from Lancaster. Just calm down with your Lancaster shit. You were there for like 10 minutes. Right? Hello. Um, jugs. I'll say. <laughs> I got to the Senate. I'll see you in the after hours experience. You'll be hearing an acoustic performance of Little Deuce Coop. What else did we tease? We could uh, do Don Jr. crying. Yes, we'll talk about Don Jr. crying and all the rest. Any Thank noodlers? you, everyone. Any noodling? And yeah, the noodling. The we song, didn't get to the noodling. The heart, the, the heart stuff. Game. The, the heart. heart stuff. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to get through. We had, we had a huge show, but we ended up meandering and bullshitting and having a good time talking to Jake. Shame on you, Jake. And um, <laughs> don't forget, patrons-only game night Friday, tomorrow, and MrAmerica.Eventive.org. Get your tickets now. We'll see you next week if you're not a member, but you're a shame on you if you're not. Bye. Uh